Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Ron Wilson, and you are in the garden here on News Radio 610 WTV. And you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, when you drove down the street in most neighborhoods, you never noticed any chicken coops in the backyard. Nobody did chicken keeping in their backyard. It was only on the farm and places like that. But since then, now you drive down the streets of neighborhoods and you see chicken coops in just about every other backyard. Two, four, six hens back there. And you know who's responsible for this nationwide trend of backyard chicken keeping? Well, I give all the credit to Lisa Steele, and she is with us this morning. She's an author, fifth-generation chicken keeper, queen of the coop, they call her, TV host, master gardener, expert, coop-to-kitchen cook, and she has a series of books that are absolutely outstanding, and she's with us this morning. Good morning, Lisa Steele. Hey, Ron. Glad to be back. Hey, good to have you back on the show. You know, I give you full credit for this trend across the nation of backyard chicken keeping. I heard that. I'll take it. I don't know if it's true, but I will take it. Well, it is true because, (laughs) you know, when you first started writing books about this, and, of course, you're on TV and all the magazines you're in and, of course, your TV show, I mean, and, of course, your inspiration about chicken keeping, uh, you can't help but want to have chickens in the backyard after listening to you. Well, I hope so, because that's kind of my point. You know, I want to encourage people and teach them the basics and just make it fun. And it really is just such a great thing to do. Let me ask you this. You're a fifth-generation chicken keeper. How does that pass on from generation to generation? Well, it's funny because probably going back even further, my family had chickens because everybody did, you know, back then. Um, But we can definitely trace back five generations. My great-grandparents also raised geese and goats and were, I guess, you know, maybe like the first homesteaders or some, you know, homesteaders Mm -hmm. way back when, before Mm -hmm. they were called homesteaders. And my grandparents had a chicken farm. So big chicken barn, three stories. They raised the chickens for meat and eggs, and they sold them to neighborhood restaurants. They had their own diner that they supplied. So they really were chicken farmers. That was how they raised their family. And it's just funny that I've been able to basically earn a living raising chickens, but doing it in a completely different way. And of course, then you 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 the, the, you've got that in you. You've 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 inherited over the generations, and then you've of course shared that with everybody out there through your series of books, and of course your articles, and of course your wonderful website, FreshEggsDaily.blog, and of course your TV shows as well. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but you know, you, you really have inspired a lot of folks to get out there and give this a shot. Why do you think, folks, you know, is there a reason? Why, I mean, why Why do you see this being, besides the fact you're so encouraging and so enthusiastic about this, why are we seeing the trend out there with, with the, the two, four, six hens in the backyard? Yeah, I think that um, people like to know where their food comes from. That's why they garden. That's why they buy organic foods and things like that. And the caged commercial chicken industry has just gotten such bad press, I think, over the last, you know, 10 years or so, people are starting to realize that those chickens really aren't happy. So you can feel better about eating eggs if you're raising your own flock. And the thing about chickens that's nice is that you don't have to kill the chicken to benefit from it. So it's one of the few animals that you can actually, you know, get something from that chicken and the chicken lives on for another day. You know, like a cow, you can milk a cow and you still have the cow. But rabbits or some of the other animals, unless you're going to eat the animal, they're not really of much utility. And I, I don't think the average soccer mom in a suburban area is going to be butchering rabbits out in the backyard for dinner. 
good, good point. Uh, I, you know, before before you, uh, our producer Emily gave you a call. I told Emily, I said, "You're not going to believe this." When I was, I'm talking to Lisa earlier. Um, I asked her about uh, if she ever got tired of eating chicken, and I said, "You're not going to believe what her response was." Your response was, uh, "Yeah, I don't really eat chicken. I, I don't really consider it a food group anymore." <laughs> But in all reality, it really never was my favorite. As I mentioned earlier on the show, a leg of lamb. I do like duck. I have to admit, I do like duck. We don't eat our ducks, but but I will eat duck out at a restaurant. But but lamb or a great ribeye steak, fish, lobster, I always liked those things more than chicken anyway. So it really was easy to give up eating chicken. But, of course, uh, eating chicken eggs is a different story, and we're going to talk about that because your latest book is talking about uh, using the, the, your, uh, how you can, of course, uh, using eggs on a daily basis. I love your series of books, and I think when folks, and I, I've recommended your books for years since you started writing these, especially the one gardening with chickens, but you have a whole series, and I've suggested to folks, you know, you got to do your homework a little bit and learn a little bit more about them, maybe even spend time with somebody that has backyard chickens just to make sure that's what you want to do, that you want to make the commitment. But I've told folks, you know, just get your whole series of, uh, of books, DIY Chicken Keeping, uh, 101 Chicken Keeping Hacks, uh, of course, if you want to get the kids involved, the Let's, ha- let's Hatch Chicks, um, great for t- uh, getting the kids involved. If you want to get involved with ducks, you have the ducks' eggs daily. You have fresh eggs daily on how to keep those chickens as healthy as possible. But then you have the one book that I absolutely love because you've taken it that next step. And I know you're a master gardener and you love to garden and you love to raise chickens but you've been able to combine the two of them together, which I still think back to my grandmother chasing the chickens out of the garden. Now you're saying you can garden with chickens. Yes, they do make wonderful little garden helpers. They're super enthusiastic. They don't, you know, charge you a lot. They, they're basically free labor. <laughs> they provide wonderful manure. They eat bugs. They eat bug larva, weeds, seeds, all that kind of stuff. But they will eat everything. You know, they'll eat your vegetables. They'll eat your flowers. I've had mine fly up into my window boxes and eat all the flowers out of my window boxes. So you really do need to corral them. And I use a lot of fences. I use a lot of, you know, cages or cloches around the plants when they're small, seedlings, things like that. But as long as you can do that and keep the plants safe when they're small, chickens really do make good garden companions. So you you gotta you gotta learn how to work them in, work them out, uh, and of course that's what this book's all about as as far as gardening with chickens, as well as when you are planning and planting your vegetable garden, planting things that the chickens will benefit from. Which I'm I'm reading more and more articles about this all the time of all the great things to improve the flavor of your eggs, the health of the chickens, et cetera, et cetera. Give me some examples of things that we would be actually planting in our gardens that we would be giving to the chickens. Oh, absolutely yes. The garlic is great for them. It's great for their immune system. So I toss garlic cloves into their water. So I do plant a lot of extra garlic for the chickens, for my own cooking, but also for the chickens. They also love pumpkins and squash and watermelon and cucumbers and all those kind of things, especially in the summer. The watermelon and cucumbers have a lot of water in them. So it's great to keep the flock hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll also eat peas and green beans. Uh, they don't like carrots. Carrots are about the only thing that the chickens flat out refuse to eat. But mm. other than that, they'll eat beets and beet greens, any kind of leafy greens, broccoli, cauliflower, pretty much anything. So, and, and, and didn't you tell me at one time that you actually 
um, grow your chickens their own little garden, like with herbs and things like that, that they're allowed to go in and out of and destroy by the end of the season? <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, I, I got tired of kind of shooing them out of the the garden, the flower beds, the landscaping. So I built a little raised bed. It's only maybe, I don't know, three by four, four by six, something like that, right next to the coop. And I plant a lot of herbs in it. We have a lot of perennial herbs in there. And that's the chickens, they can go in there. When I let them out of their coop into the yard, they're free to hop in and out of the herb garden. They nibble on the herbs. They take their dust baths. Herbs are pretty hardy, though, especially mint. I mean, you can't kill mint if you try. You right, know, so right. so by the end of the season, the, the garden is it, it would never appear in you know a garden magazine or House Beautiful or anything. But most of the herbs do manage to hang on and survive through the whole season, and the chickens have a lot of fun in there. Do you name your chickens? Yes, of course. Okay, just want to make sure. So you do have names for all the chickens? Because I look at it, you know, I raised chickens when I was, uh, you know, actually through high school and, and had a, quite a few of them. They have a great personality. They can kind of be like pets, I think. And there were always four or five that stood out because we had quite a few that, you know, just absolutely were like a cat or dog. You could put them on your lap, take them in the house. You could talk to them and you wind up, yes, giving them names. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I don't know that a chicken particularly knows their specific name. They will come when you call them just because they think you have something to eat for them. Um, but you can't really talk to them if you don't name them. You know, and I have all different breeds, so it's easy to tell them apart because they're all different colors. And they do have different personalities. They, they are very pet-like. Oh, they are. There's no doubt about it. Before we take a break, we've got about a minute to go, and we come back, we'll talk about your uh, your TV show and, of course, your latest book about the uh, Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook. But... Um, when, if somebody's, you know, right now you go to the local feed stores and that, and you're seeing a lot of chicks available um, that folks can buy and take home. If they're just getting started uh, trying to pick out a couple breeds, and I know you have uh, several different types, do you suggest that they buy several different types of chickens or uh, chicks to, to, to have in there? Do you stick with the same kind? What do you suggest for folks? Absolutely different. If you're going to get five chick chicks or chickens, pick five different breeds or six different breeds. It's more fun that way. You can tell them apart that way. They lay different color eggs. You know, I, I never recommend that if someone's getting a bunch of chickens to get all the same breed. I've never had more than maybe two of the same breed at any given time. It's just more fun that way to have a variety. Really? That, and that's pretty interesting mm -hmm. to do this. So, so mix it up and then get a whole variety mm -hmm. and see how you may get different color eggs or size of eggs or whatever it may be. You can still eat them all. They're all still the same. Um, but but mix it up a little bit. Talking with uh, Lisa Steele. And, again, check out her uh, her website. It's fresheggsdaily.blog. You can sign up for her newsletter. Great information on there. All kinds of great tips for you as well. You, you can also uh, kind of browse through, see all the different books that she has. Get the whole series. I'm serious. Line them all up because it's all, all the information you could ever need about raising chickens, what to do with them. When we come back, we'll talk about her a TV show that you can, you can watch her on and also her latest book on uh, how do you prepare those fresh daily eggs that you're getting. It's all happening here on News Radio 610 WTVN. She's the queen of the coop. Lisa Steele is with us this morning. Be sure and check out, again, her uh, website is fresheggsdaily.blog. And, of course, all of her books that she has written, uh, if you're thinking about 
raising chickens in your backyard or you are doing it already, but you want uh, a good reference uh, books as far as taking care of them and improving their health and the eggs and the whole nine yards and getting kids involved as well. She has a great series of books. Go uh, check them all out. I highly recommend them. Uh, one of my favorites, of course, is gardening with chickens. Uh, before I a couple more, uh, ask you about a couple more things, one thing I forgot to ask you earlier when we we're talking about gardening with chickens, we were talking about plants that we like to plant for chickens. Are there things that we don't want to plant that chickens shouldn't have? Yeah, that's a good question. There is actually a list of toxic plants that's way longer than this show would oh, allow. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but as far as garden things that you would be planting for your family but might not want to give to your chickens, things like onions, you want to stay from them. They can be toxic. Um, and the nightshade family, so your peppers, your uh, eggplant, tomatoes. Chickens love tomatoes, so I give them fully ripe tomatoes, but I try not to give them the actual plant. So before I let the chickens into the garden in the fall, for example, I usually mm -hmm. pull up the eggplant and the tomato plants, and I just throw them in the woods. Um, but chickens are pretty good about knowing what they should eat and what they shouldn't. We have some flowers. We, we, we have lupin and uh, foxglove in our flower garden, both which are very toxic. Right. And in seven years, the chickens haven't touched them. You know, they, they kind of know instinctively what they should eat and what they shouldn't eat. So I don't go out of my way to give them something, but I wouldn't start ripping out, you know, all of your plants when you look at this huge list of plants and trees and flowers that, that can be toxic for them. Right. They're smarter than that. The, yeah, I was going to say, they, it's funny how, you know, they, they, we have all these lists, but yet if you watch, the, they're pretty smart about knowing to not go after those particular plants yeah. and all. And again, you can find that in the book uh, Gardening with Chickens, mm -hmm. so be sure and check that out. All right, a couple things for you here. You're, you're Welcome to My Farm TV show, now on American Public Television. Yes, very exciting. It aired here in Maine on NBC for two years, and public television reached out and said they would be interested in airing it. So it started April 1st, airing nationwide. It's rolling out across the country. So check your public television station for the air date and the time. And um, I hope everybody enjoys it. It's a little gardening, a little chicken keeping, a little cooking, sort of a day in the life. And you get to travel around Maine a little bit, too. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I'm yeah. sure you've had fun doing this thing. Lots of fun, yes. Are the chickens cooperative? I know it's kind of tough to work with animals sometimes. The chickens are wonderful. They never forget their lines. They always are right on their mark. We, we definitely bribe them with a lot of treats, but I think it got to the point where they love to see the cameras because they knew there would be extra treats. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Talking with Lisa Steele, she is the queen of the coop. Again, her website, fresheggsdaily.blog. So, you know, you got you, you, get, you got the hens in the backyard. Obviously, you're going to get lots of eggs as well. What do you do with all the eggs? And I love eggs. I mean, who does? I mean, I don't know many people that don't like eggs, but you know, I, we always have a bowl of hard-boiled eggs in the refrigerator. That's my breakfast. I grab one, peel it real quick, pop it. I've had my egg for you know on on the way to work. And if you're thinking of something, you can't think of something to eat for dinner. You know, what's better than a fried egg sandwich or an egg omelet? You can throw all kinds of stuff in there and make them, you know, they're just good. They're good any time during the day. But you come up with a with a great book, and, again, it's called The Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook, and you take it from breakfast to dinner to everything in between. Yes, and I do – I want people to not think of eggs just for breakfast because, as you mentioned, 
for dinner. They're great for throwing leftovers in. If you have leftover cooked meat or vegetables, you can make a frittata or a quiche, not even with a recipe, just kind of throw everything into the into the pan and bake it. It is a great way to use over leftovers, and they're super nutritious, really filling for people who want to cut back a little on the red meat. They're a great option. Like you said, I don't really know anybody who doesn't like eggs. You might not like runny eggs, or you might not like hard-boiled eggs, but I think everybody can find a way that they like eggs prepared. Oh, I think so too. I love I love it when you go to places, uh, really nice pizza places, where they crack those couple eggs on in the middle of that pizza. I love dipping pizza into that. Yes, I do have a recipe for a bacon and eggs pizza, and it's fun. You know, it's, it's different. It can be a breakfast pizza. It can be a dinner pizza, but that's that's a really good recipe. Again, the name of the book is called The Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook. And, of course, you can learn all about the books that she has written. You can get these. Go to her website. Again, it's uh, it's very simple, uh, fresheggsdaily.blog. And, uh, again, sign up for the newsletter as well. I, I, I have two more questions for you, and we'll let you go here. I mean, maybe three. One is mm-hmm. I have a hard time. I still cannot be consistent on boiling eggs for my hard-boiled eggs and get them to peel one 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 session they peel like nothing and the next one i'm breaking the eggs apart to get an appeal what's your secret yes that is a common problem fresh eggs do not peel well so the secret is instead of boiling you want to steam them in a double boiler or in a colander set over simmering water 12 minutes and then put them into ice water and when they're cool enough to handle they will peel perfectly even eggs that were laid that morning it's some kind of eggy science magic but somehow the steaming and then the bowl of ice water makes them feel perfectly. Well, see, I do the ice water thing, but I, I've never done this. I've just boiled them. I've never done the steaming. So steam them for about 12 minutes, then, mm-hmm. into, then into the ice water, and then I should be good to go. You should be, yes. All right. So, uh, thank you very much for sharing that with me because it's very frustrating at 6 in the morning <laughs> trying to peel it, and I'm losing half my egg down the drain. Of course, a dog likes that because she loves eggs, too. Right, exactly. You know, when I'm cooking eggs, she's right there because she wants her her, uh, her fried eggs as well. Secondly, when I'm harvesting eggs right out of the nest and they haven't been cleaned or anything like that, how long can I keep eggs from out without putting them in the refrigerator? Is there a secret to that? I mean, until they get clean, can't you leave those out for quite some time? Yes, absolutely. At least a couple weeks. Commercial eggs have all been washed, so when you buy them at the grocery store, they have to be refrigerated. But if you get them from your own chickens or a friend or a farmer's market, something like that, if they haven't been washed, they have a protective coating on them that keeps them fresh, keeps bacteria from getting in. I'd say three, four weeks on the counter at room temperature, and they're still going to be fine. Wow. Okay. And I have a hard time convincing people that sometimes. Like, you know, you leave those out for a couple of weeks and they're like, no, you can't. I say, yeah, as long as they haven't no, been you washed. Can. Yeah, you, you, you yes. can. All right. One last one. You are in Maine. What's the weather like up there right now? Oh, it's actually nice. It actually feels like spring today for the first day in a while. The grass is turning green and we have little piles of snow still under some of the trees. So you are a, you are a big gardener, obviously a master gardener. I know you're, you're probably growing a lot of your own, the starts and all. Um, so how how soon do you all get you get started in the actual vegetable garden? Oh, Memorial Day. Is it that late? Yeah, we only have about a hundred frost free days, but since we're so far north, the summer days are super long, so stuff mm-hmm. does grow really fast. So I've had pretty good luck gardening. It's just a matter of figuring out the timing. Got it. Got it. And so you yeah. haven't gotten into like the hoop houses or. No, I would love a greenhouse. I do plant garlic in the fall. I love mm-hmm. having garlic and we have rhubarb that comes up every year. And other than that, you know, I just 
plant right in the garden, plant a lot of herbs, a lot of vegetables. Super. Hey, Lisa, I appreciate you spending time with us this morning. Thank you for creating this national trend of backyard chicken keeping. <laughs> uh, keep it up. Again, check out our website. Again, it's uh, fresheggsdaily.blog. It's a really great. And check out the books. And, again, if you want to learn how to cook some great egg recipes, the Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook is now available for you from Lisa Steele. Always a pleasure. Keep up the great work. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It All is right. so much fun to talk to you. All right, good talking with you. Again, Lisa Steele, the website is fresheggsdaily.blog.